Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, November the 19th, and uh, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, thank you for uh, just breaking open God's Word with me, and may God's life and goodness and love overwhelm you and surround you today, huh? Uh, So we've made it to Friday, brothers and sisters. We have made it through a week of mini pods, and here's one more coming at you. Um, And again, would welcome, and I mean that sincerely, good or ill, I would welcome your feedback as as I look for what that sweet spot will be, because I want to honor uh, where this uh, assists you in in your faith life. That's the most important thing, and, and in mine. And so, um, my my email easiest way to be in touch: PD is in Parish Director. So PD, and then my name: Joe Zank. J O E Z is in zebra. E N is in Nancy K. PD Joe Zank at gmail.com uh, and uh, and let me know if you have thoughts you like, Joe, hey, it could go this way, it'd be better, or we dig what you're doing, or let's go back to the old, even less uh, would be great, but we like to have expanded. Hey, I, I want to hear, and, uh, and just, yeah, that, that helps me. So today's gospel, my friends, is uh, following up on the heels of yesterday. You recall yesterday, Jesus had entered into Jerusalem. Now, we kind of skipped that part. But he had entered into Jerusalem, and the first thing he did was he was captivated by the city and its people, but his heart was just rent. His heart was broken, not because of of, uh, how much he didn't care for them, it was how much he loved them. Uh, Even in the midst of their wrong decisions, that unconditional love of God was there, but it was rent with sadness uh, as to what how those decisions were going to affect them and how he desired to, uh, to have them listen. Well, today, he's going to enter into that temple, okay? Uh, and, uh, and we're, well, we know where that story goes, don't we? So let's break it open. It's Luke 19, verses 45 to 48. So let's break open God's word today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered the temple area and proceeded to drive out those who were selling things, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And every day he was teaching in the temple area. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people, meanwhile, were seeking to put him to death. But they could not find a way to accomplish their purpose, because all the people were hanging on his words. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's do a, a, a little background here. Now, as you know, I mean, we, we heard the story, what, not two weeks ago, wasn't it? Um, where we went on a feast day. And I don't remember what feast it was. <laughs> Might have been the feast of St. John Lateran, but I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, it, it, we heard this story, but it was John's gospel back within about a couple of weeks ago. 
And uh, now in John's gospel, here's, here's a little tidbit of information, some trivia that, that you can bring up at your next party and it'll just wow the people. So here you go. You know, tradition tells us that Jesus began his ministry about 30 and he ministered for three years. Well, that's because of John's gospel. In John's gospel, he comes back to Jerusalem in the feast of Passover three times, hence three years. In the synoptics, however, in Luke's gospel, which we're hearing from today, in Mark's gospel, which we hear from on the weekends, uh, in year B this year, which we're almost at an end, uh, and in Matthew's gospel, uh, Jesus only ministers effectively for one year because uh, he only gets to the Feast of Passover once. Why is that important? Because this story, this story in the Synoptic Gospels is always at the end. It's always during Holy Week. And it's one of the reasons that the, the scribes, Pharisees, leaders of the people, as you heard, want to put him to death. But in John's Gospel, it happens right at the beginning because John is always going to do things John's way. And, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not quite sure why he has it at the beginning, but that's where he does. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's the trivia. You can, uh, you can just, you know, people, they'll be buying you drinks. Just, just lift one and toast to me for that wonderful information you get. So a couple of points, right? Because that's what we're doing in our mini pods. Two points to, uh, to ponder. And the first one is that similar point that I made last week when, or two weeks ago when this gospel came up. And that is, how free is God in your life? You know, what would happen at the temple was, uh, you know, this buying and selling. And, and people would ask, Joe, how come, you know, this buying and selling, we still do it. You know, we, we go down and we sell script, right, at our parishes. Or, or we sell, you know... Um, Oh, goodness sakes, we have our perch dinners, and we have our, our fall festivals, and we have, you know, our pancake breakfasts, and, and boom, 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 you know, keep it going. We do lottery tickets and, and all this stuff. Isn't, isn't that exactly what this gospel's against? Maybe, but I, but I don't think so. I, I think this is what's happening. Two things I think are happening. In the temple, my friends, there were four kind of courtyards, courts. The innermost one, the inner sanctum, the Holy of Holies, only the priests could enter. That was for them. The next ripple out, if I can use that imagery, uh, was for the men. The next ripple out after that was for women. Now, those were Jewish men and Jewish women. And then the final, the outer court, was called the Court of the Gentiles. And that was where the buying and the selling could take place. And anybody could be there. And, and literally, they sold anything. But particularly what they sold were, and, and it doesn't come out as clear here as it does in, in some of the other Gospels. And we saw it in John, right? Uh, the bulls, the, uh, the, the sheep, and the doves. Why is that important? Because those were the sacrificial animals that, uh, that the rich would buy the bull and God would be more pleased with their sacrifice. And the middle class, even though there wasn't much of a middle class at the time, would buy a sheep 
and the poor were by a pair of turtle doves. And in a sense, you were almost buying and selling the forgiveness that God gave to us, right? It's almost like the more money you had, the more God was open to you. And the less money you had, the less God was open to you. And, uh, and, and Jesus was just frustrated with that whole idea of buying and selling God, that God is far too free, far too free to be, to be owned by us. And his forgiveness is not something that we can control, but is something that God lavishes, lavishes upon those who um, desire it and whose hearts are, are, are open to that and, and seek it, right? You know, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he is still near. That's all it takes, is a heart that, that is open and, and seeks him with sincerity, not how much money do you have. And, and again, I, I talked about it the other day that you said, hey, remember, you know, we, we can chuckle at them or, or laugh at them, you know, but that really is, is uh, it, it would be unfortunate because I think it would be better if we were to be honest with ourselves and say, how do we buy and sell God? Well, let me use this one. How free is God in your life? Is God free enough um, to forgive you even though you may not forgive you? Is God free enough to forgive you? Can he do that? And can you believe it? Even though we may be our worst judge, because we know what we've done, we know what we thought, we know what we haven't done. I mean, we do. Have you forgiven yourself for those things that you carry within you? Can God do it? Is God free enough to do that? Is God free enough to forgive the people right now that you really don't care for at all? You do your best to avoid. Uh, you think judgmental thoughts on them whenever they come up uh, in your life, uh, in conversation or on the TV screen. Is God free enough to forgive them? Can you do that? And if God is free enough to forgive them, can we begin to follow that path? I mean, really, because again, our image of God makes us, right? You know, we're called to stretch, to stretch ourselves. This is Paul into the full stature of Jesus Christ. But so often we try to stretch God into our own stature and to, and to look like us. But God has to be free to be beyond. Do we realize, and these are Augustine's words, so you don't have to be mad at me, but there are many that the church has that God does not have, and there are many that God has that the church does not have. That's Augustine. That God is bigger than our church. Do we remember that? Do we know that? Is God that free? What do we think about that? Beyond the rules and regulations. Now, I'm not saying throw them out. Jesus didn't throw out the law. And if Jesus said, we're not going to throw out the law, but that, that, that the law, he came to, to you know, make sure he fulfilled every bit of it, every, every dot and tittle, as it says. So I'm not going to do that either. I'm not going to say there's no use for it. But what I'm going to say is maybe we don't understand the fullness of the law. Because God is not contained within it. We can, we can glimpse God in it, and we can see him, but he's bigger. He's more. 
Do we know that? Is God that free in our life? And can we allow God to be that free? And take us on that same journey of freedom? For freedom, Christ set us free. Isn't that what uh, Scripture says? For freedom, Christ set us free. Why? Because God is ultimately free. This mini-pod is becoming a maxi-pod. And yes, I uh, heard what I just said. <laughs> and, and I used an O, not an A, by the way. Thank you very much. But, point number two. You know that outer court of the Gentiles, okay? Right? Fourth court. Um, anybody was allowed to, to sell, buy and sell there. But, but, they had to be um, reverent in doing so. And, uh, and because there were people at prayer. Even within the next court were the women and the, and the court in from there, the men, etc. Um, and more and more, uh, as more and more sellers came to be there, uh, the more uh, demonstrative and the, and the, and the louder and uh, just the more disruptive it became. And I think, again, that could be part of what Jesus was trying to um, sever from, from the life of the temple and say, hey, this temple is, is, is a house of prayer, but, but right now it's a, it's a circus. You've made it a circus. So here's my other point for you. Well, the first is, how free is God in your life and my life? And the second is, where do you find that place of prayer in your life? Where and when? How? Is it in creation? Great. Is it in quiet? Is it in solitude? Is it, is it in that space beyond words? Wonderful. Is it in scripture? Lexio? Finding yourself in this story? Where are you right here in the temple? Marvelous. Is it in the rosary and, and the repetitive nature, how it can just put you at peace? Fantastic. Is it in going and sitting within the church in front of the Eucharist? Wonderful. Is it late at night? Is it early in the morning? Is it, is it during your lunch break? Is it with other people? Is it in song? Is it in at your own uh, in your own privacy? Is it in? Do you have a, a prayer space set up in the corner of your room? Is there? Is it with music behind softly? Is it with a candle lit? Is it in the dark? Here's my point. Let's know what makes us tick in our prayer life. And not only that. That's that's the first thing we need to know that. But secondly. Let's make that happen. Because if that's where you commune with God and connect with God, the world needs that today. Because it needs your heart and mine more transformed into that image. So we can take on that image of God and live it out in our world. Because our world is dying for it. My friends, make that happen today. And you challenge me to do the same. But... Um, those are my two points today. Hey, this weekend we celebrate the Feast of Christ the King. It's our last week. We're entering into our last week before Advent begins. And so the coming is getting nearer. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Friday, a blessed weekend. Thanks for breaking open this pod with me this uh, this day and this week. And uh, I look forward to us doing more of that next week. God's peace.